host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for joining us once again. This is episode number two. We'll turn what we call the Masters up in Augusta, <laughs> Georgia. Uh, it's the 85th edition of the Masters. And I know we just had it back in November and Dustin Johnson won it. But we're going to do it again here in April, the way that it's designed to be played. And I love this show because we are going to go through this field and we have a pretty good chance here of covering all 90 players. That's what's in the field this week. It's condensed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're going to kind of give you a yay or nay on each player as we go through it. If you watched the show last week, we crushed it, man. We were all over Jordan Spieth, of course, who was one of the favorites I know. Uh, but Charlie Hoffman, we had, we had the Matt Wallace in there, Matt Kuchar, a lot of guys uh, played very well. So that was fun last week to break it down. We plan on doing it again this week and joining me is a PGA tour Sirius XM radio the one, the voice that I love the most, you're doing a great job, Mr. Will Haskett. Will, thanks for joining us here on the matchup. Hey, and yesterday I did a college tournament from Augusta. So there is so much golf being what? played in and around Augusta with between the women's and was awesome. Drive, yeah. ship, and putt gives everybody all the feels. Uh, there was a great college tournament with a huge comeback and a playoff and all that fun stuff. And now we get, uh, I guess, the cherry on top. So <laughs> it's it's a great week. And I can't believe that back-to-back majors are masters, but it's going to be totally different this week. I mean, it's it's going to feel a little normal, more normal. There's going to be patrons. The azaleas are blooming. And you know what? I think those of us that crunch a bunch of data in leading up to you know how we choose to pick guys, Travis, I think we got a little bit blindsided in the fall. I mean, DJ won. He was the best player in the in the world, and it wasn't really close. So him winning wasn't a big deal. But I think we got a little bit fooled because of everybody that was in pursuit. And that golf course was so wet and saturated. And mm-hmm. normally when you see that, you think, okay, the guys that can hit it farther are going to be an advantage. But those greens never had any fire in them, which actually meant like the reason why Bernhard Langer was relevant was because he could hold a four iron where DJ is hitting, you know, eight irons. They could both hold the green with the same irons. It's firm and fast. They may get rain later in the week. It's supposed to be warm. So if that place, we know that place is going to be a little bit bouncier and we know the greens are going to have fire in them. So I think we now get to reflect back and kind of limit the field size of of guys that really have a great shot. Um, And I think now iron play becomes even more important because we saw it be important, but it really brought everybody in. And now I think elite guys who can really move the ball, I think rise back to the top. Yeah, I totally agree. This is going to be a completely different masters as we saw it. It, uh, it sounds like it is as fast and as firm going into the week um, as it's ever been. And people are just raving about the golf course. So this is going to be fun. This is uh, I like that firm and fast. I like the ball bouncing. Sure. You know, you have to, the, the premium on the short game around the greens, you got to clip it perfect with the spin and, and the weight up to the flagstick. Yep. Uh, the greens got fire in them. So yeah, short game for me uh, has a lot more value this week with the way that these greens are going to play. Good point with Bernhard Longer and how soft the greens were. They could hold four and five irons. You're not going to see that. An answer uh, to, I mean, you know, not, no knocking yeah. Abe, no, not, I mean, Sunjay M can move it, but you know, it's so some of those guys that were near the top of the leaderboard that, you know, you never really felt like we're going to challenge DJ on Sunday mm-hmm. last year. I think all of those guys were playing in Augusta, many of them for their first time. That wasn't really the Augusta that they're going to have to learn about where to really land the ball to take advantage of stuff. Cause they were able to throw darts the entire time. It was a lot more target golf than that golf course typically demands. So if it's different, it should be different this week. And if it is, then I think all of a sudden we go to what we've seen over the last decade, and that is the cream's going to rise to the top. It's going to be a top 20 player in the world you know, that gets out of there. And so then how you're building your fantasy lineups has a lot to do with, I think, one, 
element of the game in addition to finding those guys who sort of fit the bill of what we think the winning player is going to look like, you know? Yep. Yep. Let's get right to it. We're going to, we're going to touch all these players. We're going to start up top here, the highest rankings, 11,000 and 5,000. We're going to pair together. We're going to go through each level here of pricing. We're going to give you our thoughts on the players. And at the end, we'll go head to head. I'll give you my favorite player headed up against uh, Will's favorite player. And uh, we'll do that as we go through the 9,000s, the 8,000s, the 7,000s. And then we'll get you some value picks down there in the 6,000s. So starting up top here, we got six players. No surprise here. Uh, atop the highest price, Dustin Johnson, defending champion, 11.5. John Rom just had his baby. Clear head, all smiles at 11,000. Bryson DeChambeau, 10,800. JT, 10.6. McElroy, 10.2. Xander Shoffley at 10,000. Let's just start with DJ. Um, yes, different golf course this year than last year. Different DJ this year yeah. versus last year. He was absolutely blitzing everybody. Three wins coming in. Soft conditions set up beautifully for him. I don't know. DJ coming in this year. Uh, man, a lot of question marks for me with the driver, yep. with the putter, and uh, another withdraw for Valero. What do we expect from the number one player in the world this week? Yeah, he's obviously trying to find something, right? I think he's still looking for a little something. I've, I walked with him a lot at the players, and that patented fade off the tee was a pull straight ball. And mm. and even the irons, too. You know, Everything was starting left of target, and they weren't cutting as much and then just beat everybody's brains in for three months. So it's not as if, you know, the wheels are falling off here, but you don't ride into this tournament with the same form to then justify this price point at the top of the board. I think if you weren't building a lineup that had DJ in it last fall, if you weren't building your strategy around hedging, at least knowing that DJ was going to be viable, then you were, you know, that was a bad strategy. I think it's very safe to say that at this price point, you stay away from DJ this year, which is crazy to say for the number one player in the world, but we haven't seen number one player in the world stuff from him since he returned from Saudi Arabia. So I'm, yeah, I'm out on DJ 11, five. Yeah, I probably am too. Um, And and I'm probably going to come down here to Rom who I am um, actually quite bullish on this week. I think Rom, um, has been kind of just bubbling up. We haven't seen his best form yet this year. Uh, number three player, ranked player in the world, ninth at the players, 32nd at the WGC, fifth at the Genesis. Uh, I think a little bit of a chilly putter. That's kind of held him back a bit. Mm-hmm. His last outing, the putter started to pick up a little bit at the match play. Um, can draw it off the tee, can handle the, the spicy conditions around the greens. I, I think John Rahm, for me... Yep. Uh, is kind of starting to rise and let's get that putter heated up. And I think he could be there late on a Sunday. Give me a pick between Rom and Bryson who comes in at 10, eight. You like Bryson this week over Rom or w- which way would you go? Boy, that's a good one. I, I feel like head to head. I always want to take Rom over Bryson just because you don't know until you see the first day what you're going to get out of Bryson. I thought that the hype show was too much last fall for Bryson and the angles and everything like that. And the attention was just, it was ridiculous, really. I mean, the attention should have been on the guy that ended up winning the golf tournament because he was the better player coming into it. And we made too much out of, oh, is he going to drive it over onto 14 off of 13T? And oh, what is he going to do with this line? And it got a little bit out of Mm -hmm. hand, really, with the narrative. 
Uh, I just like Rom's all-around game. I don't know why I feel like the Masters is the inevitable first major for Rom at some point in time because he plays hard <laughs> golf courses so well that you feel mm-hmm. like he's going to grind his way to a U.S. Open or or grind his way even in tough conditions to an Open Championship. But he's got all the shots. And to have the baby drama out of the way, to not have the pager, you know, yeah. steal a 1990s term, you know, to not have the cell phone going off in Adam's pocket while you know Rom's pulling the club back during the middle of the you know, Friday or something like that is certainly a weight. But there's just a I don't know I don't you we both have kids like I never know what the first week after a baby should be like for a professional golfer are you relieved and now you can go all in or is is that emotional release taking you out of whatever the blinders is I don't know I mean I guess if I had to pick I'm gonna take Rom but like what we saw out of Bryson at Bay Hill was great so mm-hmm. it's more because Rom is due. Um, so I guess I lean slightly because I like the overall game a little bit, but I think the firm conditions finally play into the Bryson potential strategy here because he can hit the ball so high and spin it so much that if the wind isn't crazy, then now he, now his length, or I should say his strength is a huge advantage at this place. Yeah. You know, I think you have to certainly give Bryson the check mark when it comes to distance off the tee, his approach game starting to show some form as well. I think, yeah. Rom, I think Rom, Clearly not as long. I, I would probably take Rom's short sneaky game. though, dude. I mean, just yeah, sneaky. And, yep. But also, a guy likes to cut it off the tee. And so, while we sometimes, I mean, DJ likes to cut it off the tee too, and he dominated the place. So I, we make too much out of it. Yeah, I agree. But you know, Bryson wants to draw the ball, which is going to help him on some of those longer tee shots. And the only club that Rom's really comfortable drawing is a three wood. So if he wants to whip the three wood on thirteen instead of trying to, you know, hit a cut, which he can't get up over the top of those trees. I mean, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I don't think either of these guys is necessarily my, my, my horse, even out of this category. Mm. Um, but I like, I, I guess, I don't know why I like Rom a little bit more this week. Yeah, I do too. I just think Rom's kind of bubbling up here a little bit. I just feel like his, his time now is coming. I think he'll be relieved to answer your question. He had his baby. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine yeah. going into oh. the masters and, and, Man, I could get that tap on the shoulder at oh, any point. No way you play well if the baby. Yeah, I just yeah, I yeah. think he's got to be relieved. The baby's healthy. She's doing well, so yep. he's got to feel like, man, I can come in here and just let it go. And I think the game is starting to trend. And, and Bryson, obviously, he's the fifth ranked player in the world. Third of the players, first at API, dominated the U.S. Open. I mean, if he gets it going, Bryson's going to be a major factor. Although his form hasn't been great there. T thirty four, T twenty nine, T thirty eight, T twenty one. You feel like there's still a learning curve happening. Uh, with Bryson at Augusta. We'll come back to JT in a minute because I know you're uh, bullish on JT a little bit. But let's go down to the bottom here. Rory 10-2, Shoffley 10,000. Neither one of these guys I can get too excited about. What say you? No, uh, so uh, I've been doing a little bit of a tease eliminator on Twitter throughout the course of the day as we're recording this. And there are a couple things I look at. You've got to be pretty much a top 20, 25 player in the world to to win is how it's been last decade or so and 10 of the last 11 winners have won a tournament within the last eight starts entering augusta so that automatically eliminates both of these guys unless i guess you could give xander the stroke play win at east lake although you know <laughs> yeah. when, when you won a tournament that really wasn't the tournament yeah. you're trying to win you know i understand it from a world golf rankings point standpoint but you know when it comes to in between the years and winning uh, and I, I, we've seen some scar tissue in terms of the form of what happened at phoenix you know he mm. has not been the same player since Phoenix and we know where Rory's head is and he opened up his soul to us again after the players to talk about what he's chasing and trying to get better with Pete Cowan. It's just, again, at this price point, if you're putting together a DFS lineup, you need one of these guys to win. And I just don't see either one of them winning. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, I'm, you know, I think there's going to be a a curve here uh, for Rory. Um, That distance, you know, when you go backwards trying to chase distance, it's a real thing. 
and you start, yeah. you know, kind of falling off it and you start losing the face with the irons. You can see the net effect, not just with the driver and the big misses, but just his approach game just went south. Oh, his wedge game. I mean, how, wedge game. how he's 190th on tour between what, 75 and 125 yards or whatever that sort of distance is i mean and he's struggled with it not just in the last couple of years and there's been periods where he hasn't been dialed in but if you're going to be the the greatest driver of the golf ball arguably in this generation if you just look at how he drives it with his frame like you've got to be able to money up your wedge game a little bit right i mean he has to do that he has to go back to the, the dj approach from 10 years ago like make yourself elite with a wedge and then all of a sudden we can start talking again. But I mean, how many times do you see him fly a green from 105 yards? And it's like, yeah, what, no. what the it's hell just happened there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, Xander is just kind of trending the wrong way. Right. I mean, he, he had a good start early yeah. fifth at t- tournament of champions, couple second place finishes. And then, you know, all of a sudden just a little bit of everything has kind of the whole game has come down. It's not just one particular part of the game. So that's concerning to me. It's, it's a little bit of everything. So, all right, well, let's let's do a little head to head here. You know who I like. Who you got? I'll give you John Rom. We'll come back to your boy. Who are we going against? Uh, JT. So I think what JT found, okay. the release that the players win gave him in what was a tumultuous year from the controversy around his open mic remarks in Hawaii, the loss of his grandfather. I think all of that left after Sunday at Sawgrass, and he obviously found something with his swing, with his game, the confidence that he showed in that one. I've always thought this was going to be a great year. It's set up really well for him this year uh, to kind of return back to being the the dominant player on the PGA Tour. So of this category, because again, I think you've got most of these guys in the 10,000 range that have a lot more question marks than we typically see at the Masters. Yeah, typically we true. see this, this list, we're like, holy cow, how do you pick against one of these guys? I mean, there are serious question marks about Rory and Xander, definitely about DJ. Raman DeChambeau could be great, but if I can get JT at $400 less than I can get for Rahm, and I've seen JT be able to win, again, mm-hmm. one of those guys that's won in his last eight starts, uh, I'll take I'll take JT against you over Rahm. Yeah, JT um, coming in at 12 to 1 to win. If you're interested in making a, a win ticket, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. I've got Rahm. He's at 12 to 1 as well. And then now Spees all the way up to 11. Bryson's at 11 <laughs> to 1. And DJ, the favorite still, um, at nine to one. All right, let's move to the nine thousands. Interesting names here. Certainly some uh, storylines to be discussed here in the nine thousands. Kicking off Patrick Cantlay uh, at ninety eight hundred, number tenth ranked player in the world. A guy that I like. I think again, moving in the right direction here could clip off uh, a, a Masters here, a major championship sure. coming soon. There's more Kawa at ninety six, Spieth ninety four. Great value there, I would think. Patrick Reed ninety three, Kepka. He's there. I think he's going to play 92, 20 feet out, 91, and Webb Simpson, 9,000. Who jumps off the board at 9,000 to you? How is Brooks Koepka playing? Like, how? <laughs> how is this possible? I, I mean, yeah, oh, man. I mean, tough as nails, that guy. Uh, yeah, no, Brooks Koepka just playing. Uh, he's off this board at me. Uh, no one, no one's going to roster him, and then he might win the damn tournament, Travis. And then it's like, well, I guess that's another – one in the tall tale history that was Brooks Kepka. I mean, how are we going to tell our kids about Brooks Kepka in 20 years? Like there was this guy and he was like as good as JT Poston when it was non-majors. And then when it was majors, he just looked at everybody and kicked their ass. Like, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's going to walk around on a, uh, a duct tape holding together at knee. Yeah. Uh, no, what stands out to me, I actually like the top price point guys here compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the guys. I don't think it's a good golf course for Webb Simpson, especially as he's going to have to hit longer clubs in. 
Uh, it feels like a golf course that should fit him from a ball striking standpoint. We know what Tony Finau, we've got questions, I think, all the time now with Tony until we sort of see it get done. So I, I kind of, I flex to the top here. I think, you know, Patrick Cantlay was my player's pick and he disappointed by missing the cut there. Again, his game is just perfectly suited to be consistently good in some of these places. Um, Colin Morikawa, again, if it, if we're going to lean towards the iron play, then that's it. And then Jordan Spieth, uh, I mentioned it, you know, guys who have won in their last eight starts. He doesn't fit the bill of a top 25 player in the world, but he's playing like a top 25 player in the world. So I kind of mean to grandfather him into that. And then also, and it's a shout out to Kyle Porter from CBS Sports. He did the nugget last week of, you know, I think 10 of the last 11 or something like that winners of this tournament were at least plus 1.7 strokes gain um, T to green in the three months leading up to this week. So you have to be in a really good ball striking sort of heater getting your way to Augusta. And all those guys can't lay Morikawa and Spieth completely check that box in yeah. terms of where their ball striking is right now entering. And two of the three of those guys have won recently and carry a ton of confidence coming in. Well, actually, and, and can't lay, if you go back in his last eight starts, he fits the bill too. Cause his win at Zozo technically was in his last eight starts. So all three of those guys fit my metrics. Yeah. You know, can't lay, I think you have to throw out the players. Um, you know, TBC you never know what that, of course. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you have one bad day and it's the yeah. best field and you get lapped and you're just playing catch up. I, mean, I, I, I tend it. to throw the players out a lot of the times when totally. I'm looking because it can be so volatile and, and every good player has those tournaments and they miss the cut, which he did. Yep. And that was his really his only bad event. I mean, second at the Amex, uh, third at AT&T. Remember the Amex? I think he shot the course record on the last day. Yep. And then he turns around, shoots course record the first day at Pebble Beach. Back right. to back probably should have won record. that tournament if he doesn't – I think he hit it out of bounds on his 19th hole yeah. of the week and then kind of was behind a little bit trying to play catch-up and never could get the burger on Sunday, but playing great golf. Yeah, he has. He played great at the, at the match play the first two days. Um, I, I like more I, – I like Cantley. I, I just – I think he he's a guy that I will be putting um, some win money on as I look at his up-to-date odds 20 to 1 right now. Um, certainly getting some play here as we get closer uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook. I like Cantley. You know, Morikawa, the putter just scares the daylights out of me. Yeah. Um, just scares the daylights out of me. I know we've seen it just flip the switch there um, at concession, and he played great. And we know he has win equity. We know he can do those things. I mean, he is the PGA champ. <laughs> yep. But the putter just scares me. Lack of experience. Yes, he played there last November T44, but this is going to be a much different golf course. And speed at, at speed at 94. I mean, that's just terrific value. Um, when this isn't price crazy. came out, <laughs> isn't that well, crazy where we are with speed now though? It's, yeah. He's tremendous value now at 9,400. And I don't think we would have touched him with the 10 foot pole last fall. I mean, yeah. how, what a difference a few months has made. And he yep. was, I mean, what was he priced at probably in the fall? Like in the 7,000, 8,000 oh, yeah. value. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy where we've come with this one. And I think he, I, I agree with you. He's great value because now he's validated all of this run that we've seen from him. So now mm -hmm. with the win, we look back at these results and the bio reads like, holy cow, top five, top five, top five. Then you get a win out of the deal. And he's going to a golf course where his course history and form is better than everybody in the field. I mean, no one yep. plays that course better no. in the entire field than Jordan Spieth does. And he's playing well with confidence and the monkey off of his back. I mean, you're, I, you're, you're right. He's better value than almost everybody priced above him, in my opinion. Yeah, he's um, in this golf course. He just, you know, he's just licking his chops. He he loves this golf course. And now that his game's back yeah. and he's hitting that little Fast, bump fade. Like, think of what some the, of the hell took him so green? long to go to the fade off the tee? I oh. mean, seriously, that so had he, to be sheer stubbornness on his part to not go to the fade distance, early. man. Like, again, I mean, Jordan Spieth, man, generational talent from... 200 yards in for the most part 
Like just and we just need someone to get it off the tee for him, and he's getting it off the tee now. So let's go, let's roll this thing. I mean, Kepka at ninety two. Nope. Um, nope. Those hills, <laughs> that knee. Oh man, they just. No way. Yeah, like, I, I mean, How many injections does he have just to get up in the morning? I mean, was was Brad Faxon that far off? Like, what, wasn't it Fax that said, like, oh, man, he's out six to eight months. Like, I'm talking to somebody. I don't know. I, he's the, I don't even know how he's there. Like, yeah, I, know. I was believing what I heard that they had to go in there and really scope it out and do some stuff. And while we haven't gotten full honest answers, like, no way. Those hills and a bad knee? Nope. No. Last 24 rounds coming in. Best player in the field, strokes and total, Jordan Speed. Yep. Um, I, Go mean, with I don't him. know how you don't play him at 9,400. So you got, so there's Patrick Reed at 9,300, Kepka yep. at 92, Fino at 91, Simpson at nine. You're, you're telling me that you would, so no Kepka. No Kepka. No Fino. Nope. No Webb. So you're just kind of getting rid of all these guys. What about Reed at 9,300? He's got the swing changes with Ledbetter. Seen some signs of improvement, um, you know, with the accuracy. Big miss maybe going away. He's yep. number seven ranked player in the world. He knows a thing or two about Augusta. You you, you like him? He's he's tightening it up. He's the one guy that kind of, if I try to look at all the metrics, like, okay, he doesn't check the strokes gain boxes over the last couple of months. I mean, I walked with him yeah. at Torrey when he won, and it was awesome. His Sunday performance was awesome. But that was also a Sunday performance that was fueled by noise that he used to as a motivating factor, right? Because of all the drop situation that was going on. And so kind of like a Brooks Kepka, you know, does he feel slighted? Does he feel off the radar? He's the one guy, though, that can – not the one guy, but one of the few guys who can overcome the form coming in. There's very few guys now in big tournaments in major tournaments because of how good the top of the game is that can just show up and figure it out that week and get it done. Like we typically see the win coming, mm-hmm. but it's him and Kepka and a handful of others can just show up and gut their way to win it out. Like, am I taking what I take them? Probably not. Cause again, I think that there's great value in the 8,000 or in the 7,000s, which we're about to get to. Um, and I think that there's a couple of guys that are just priced above him that when I have extra money to spend in my lineups, the guys in the high nine thousands are just to me more intriguing. And we'll get to in a second. I've got cash to spend because yep. I think that there's great value down in the low sevens and upper sixes. Yeah. I think we're looking at it the same way, really in the way we're kind of breaking this down. So, all right, head to head 9,000. I'll give you Patrick Cantlay versus who? Oh, you took Cantlay. I got to take Spieth then. Um, I'm not scared (laughs) off necessarily by the putter of Morikawa because he's not going to miss a shot. Like he's not going to put himself in trouble with the rest of the club. So he's going to give himself a lot of looks. Yeah. But Spieth, I mean, geez, Spieth at 94. uh, I mean, I like Spieth over almost, like I said, almost everybody above him. I mean, I would take him head to head in whatever matchup you give me. I'll take Spieth head to head against Rom maybe even this week. I mean, (laughs) that's kind of where I am because it's just with the freight train is rolling now, Travis. Like he has gotten rid of the demons and he's going to a place that he likes. Even when he was playing not so great, he found a way to be halfway decent here. Now all of a sudden he's playing great. Oof. I want to see the tee shot on two. T sure. shot on 10, T shot on 13, you know, where he's okay. got to work at right to left. Cause everything right now you saw it at the Valero, everything, you know, the, the holes that were working right to left, he's playing a fade the other way, which I like. Cause he's just, you know, yeah. obviously he doesn't trust anything going right to left on the team. Maybe the three would, you, you're probably going to see the three would off a of 10. Um, yeah, but, but if you're curious, Greller, be like, Hey dude, aim 40 yards right of the bunker here at two and yeah. just sling it, baby. Yeah. Like just who cares if it hooks, like yeah. it's, you're not going to hook it far. And once that it's going to get on the ground fast enough that it'll be working the speed slot. Cause it's so dry out there. So it's yeah. like, who, you know, maybe they do like free it up and say, you know what, let's go ahead and hit the big old hooky. No, 
No, I don't want to see that. At a you don't want to see it? No, I don't want to uh, see him. I don't want to see that swing coming back. I want Greller in full confidence. Like, <laughs> We've got this thing back on the rails. Let's go. Let's yeah, work you, it left. Let's work it right. Let's just let's go. Let, you, DJ yeah, broke our scoring record. Let's go. Come on. Keep his irons, wedges, and putter in his hand. That's all you got to do. Just keep that's the ball in front of him. Find it. Okay, well, we'll punch out once in a while. You know, we're going to punch out once in a while. Fuck, I agree so with that. It. But you can't hit it out of bounds. You can't be hitting these rope hooks where now it's in your mind and you're thinking, oh my God, now I'm under it. And it just starts bleeding into the rest of the back. So, you know, yep. I'll take Cantlay, like I said, T17, T9, last two years. Um, you know, he checks all the boxes for me. You know, he's he's boring as all get out. Um, I know it wouldn't be a popular win, you know, I think across the country. Hey, but Popular for me. I love me some Patrick Cantlay. 21st love off me. the tee, 49th approach, uh, seventh around the green, 51st putting. You know, just keep the putter just to stay away from those really that bad 18 to 21 hole stretch where you're not making anything. And that's the only thing I, I, I think about a Thomas, you know, when, when the putter goes all of a sudden it looks like he can't hit his ass, you know, yep. and that's what happens with Cantley once in a while. So if you can kind of take that one round that it seems to be where it's uh, you know, it looks like a 68, but he shot 71 because he made nothing, yep. you know, that's the only thing that scares me though, but I'll have money on Cantley for sure. I mean, that's, I think we're we're kind of going down the uh, the same road there in the nine thousand. Let's go to the eight thousands. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia, to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green this week. DraftKings is giving you one hundred to one odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top ten. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament. If they finish in the top 10, you cash $100, 100 to one odds on any offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TRAVIS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's Masters Tournament. That's code TRAVIS to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, A lot of guys here and... This is yeah. gross. Man, this I'll is tell you. Gross group. Like, I don't know why I feel so. I mean, it's just, it's like a mixture of overpriced and like, and oh, I just yeah. don't like this group at all. You know, it, gosh, I have been, I think I may have started the Terrell Hatton bad wagon there back two years oh, ago. Um, I'm, I'm driving the back of the train, boss. Yeah. Like, he's awesome Jeez. until we play majors. 8,900. And man, Augusta's just chewed him up. I'm out. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, I picked him to win last year. Well, I mean, and DJ. I was like, if DJ doesn't win, Tyrrell Hatton's your guy. <laughs> Lee Westwood. I know he had a nice run. Feel good story. Great course to, history here, though, too. I mean, moved he's up really to 20th in the world. I'm out. 8,800 here at Augusta. Mm-hmm. 
feels pricey to me. I don't it feels know. very pricey. It does. It, it's it's one of those where you, we were the you were the smart guy. Like, I'm in a tier like a majors pool too, you know. And so yeah. for the last couple of years, when he was sort of fledgling, but he would find a way to get starts until he eventually like was out of it. He was always in like the fifth tier, or the sixth tier, and he'd get you a top twenty. And I was like, oh, I'm the smart guy that doesn't realize that Lee West would always figures that way around this golf course. And now it's like, oh shoot, he's eighty eight hundred dollars. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was a nice run. Yeah, it was, it was nice great. Run. It was great. I made money off of when he was a top yeah. 70 player in the world. Now yeah. when he's a top 20 player in the world. Yeah. And I was, God, I, I remember when Terrell Hatton was like 75, 7,700 every week in DraftKings. I'd put him in there every week. Yep. And it's just make the cut, you know, T21, T16, whatever. I was like, this is great. I mean, Terrell is great. Now he's, you know, wins the order of merit. Uh, kind of lost his game a little bit. He's not, he's not playing. He's not the quite the same Terrell Hatton that we've been seeing kind of building up to this point, but he'll get it back. I just don't like him um, at Augusta. Victor Hovland, I can be convinced 8,700. You know, this is just a guy when I, when I think of Victor Hovland, who I know is a young player continuing to find his way, strokes in off the tee check, strokes in approach check. I think even strokes in putting now check. I think he's figuring it out. Still the one Um, area, one area, but he, and he gives himself so many good looks. I mean, God bless so many good looks. Um, his short game, I think, is getting better. He's working with Jeff Smith. I, I, I think he's starting to get more confident. Light what scares better. me, yeah. what scares me is the last three events coming mm-hmm. in. Just bad form. Before that, sign me up. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, what? Was he even, was he even at the match play? Yeah, and you know what? It's weird <laughs> because he's still, if you go back, you know, three months – then you get all of those great ball striking rounds. When I'm looking at it from that standpoint, if I just go last 20 rounds, then Hovland kind of, um, you know, you still get the bump from how well he played at concession. So it's, you're right. Like a very recent, you know, run from him is pretty bad. And, and look, he still admits he's trying to get better out of bunkers and especially trying to get better as a pitcher and around the greens. And if this place is firm, you know, you're not going to hold every green. You're going to no. be in some of those collection areas. You're going to roll it down some hills. You're going to have tight lies. You're having to play to to skippy sort of greens. And so it, it feels like with his game and the few warts that are still maybe in it that he's trying to refine in it, that this is a golf course that's still going to take some time for him to learn before he can really go and be good at it. You know, yeah. and it's of the big three that came out of college together. It, you know, even though Morikawa's wart can really be ugly at times with the putter. I I know that he's going to get me to the green a lot safer than I think maybe Hovland can, if he has some chipping issues from time to time or Wolf, if he's spinning it and who knows where Wolf is at this stage. And so I, I think Morikawa's learning curve is, has been a lot shorter. He's been able to figure things out a lot faster. I think this is a golf course. that's probably going to take four or five trips before Hovland's really comfortable on it. Yeah, I tend to agree. I've, I've kind of talked myself out of Hovland early. I was like, Ooh, okay. And then I've kind of now, I'm yeah. out. you know, I've just, I, I think I'm out. I think I'd either, I would come down to Sunjai who, you know, I mean, look, we all have that one player who we pick mm-hmm. that week and then the opposite happens. And then we, you know, and then we leave him out and the opposite happens. Like we all have that one player. Sunjai is it for me. I, I don't know. He was T second here last year. Um, you know, obviously uh, going to be a little different, you know, golf course this year. He's playing well. Yep. Um, but I, I'll probably go down to Daniel Berger here. I, I think even down to 8,500, won the AT&T ninth at the players, uh, you know, hasn't, he hasn't figured out Augusta yet, but I feel like Daniel, I feel like Daniel is a more complete player right now than he's ever been coming into this tournament. So I think we're seeing the best version of Daniel Berger right now ever. 
So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and look past probably the T32, T27 that we've seen from him. Um, or are you going to go down further yet? I mean, where are you at? Sunjai Berger, yeah, Scheffler at 84. Is he? Does he interest you? Or Matsuyama, 83. Yeah, I mean, how many times have I rode the Hideki train and then watched the putter? And he's been okay. He hasn't been Hideki level ball striking, you know, over the last couple of months. Um, Fitzpatrick, I think, is is intriguing. You know, I think this is again, this is a big stage. It's the yeah. the closing woes that we've seen from him. His scoring averages on the weekends aren't nearly as good. But again, if I'm if I have to pick somebody from eight thousand, and I really want to, to believe that Tyrrell Hatton's my guy, I I'd rather take a an Englishman who's eight hundred dollars cheaper sure. in Fitzpatrick, who's probably given me a little bit more over the last month or so. I, I think there's so much name value in this price range, but when you really look at guys and course fit and how they're actually playing, I mean, you know, the best run of form is probably Lee Westwood, and I still don't necessarily believe that. You know, at oh, how old is he? Hold on, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. At 47, 47 yeah. yeah, 47. Like, you know, I know his run, but oh, I mean, I guess I'll guess I'll go down and, and say Fitz if I had to pick somebody from 8,000, but I really don't think I'm, I would roster anybody in the 8,000 range, yeah. to be honest with you, because I think we're going to get into why coming up here in the next range. So I'll take Fitz if we have to go head to head on somebody. Oh, Fitzpatrick. I like Fitzpatrick. Look at this here Fitzpatrick, 8,100. Yep. Okay. Is what he is in DraftKings as far as uh, fantasy. And then you got Terrell Hatton at 89, right? So you're on opposite ends. In our production meeting, didn't you say you were going to take Fitz and did I just steal him from you? No, go ahead. You're fine. You can have him. All right. But listen to this Fitzpatrick is uh, 40 to 1 to win and Terrell Hatton's 50 to 1 to win. So it's the other way around to win. How about that? Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, if you're a bookmaker, you're looking at it like, okay, Fitzpatrick's been in contention. Like he's shown me something against big fields and isn't Hatton like, Oh, for his last six in majors and players or something like making the cut. I mean, it's his, his numbers are off the charts when it isn't a major championship off this, this group is just, it's tough. I mean, it really is. Um, You got Fleetwood at 8,000. I mean, I just, you know, Matsuyama, to me is, is getting to that overrated phase a little yep. bit. Um, I mean, why the guy doesn't do something different with the putter. I have no idea. Like I just, you know, you see all these players, they almost get impatient to a point, right. Yep. Of making a change. I mean, Dustin yep. Johnson for crying out loud, if he has over 30 putts one round, you might see a different putter the next day. I mean, it's like, totally, you know, these guys are not afraid to make changes to the detriment of some we've seen it with Rory, which is just, well, that's a whole nother story for me. But Matsuyama doesn't do anything different with his putter, at least to my eyes. And it just continues to be his Achilles heel. And I think we're seeing it now bleed a little bit into the rest of his game. And at 83, I don't know. He just feels overpriced to me. He's dropped five spots in the world golf rankings in the last three months. He's all the way down to 25 now. Scheffler, I think you could flip a quarter. I think you could flip a quarter and he's just, you don't know. I mean, you just don't know. He was know. perfect at match play. I think this is, there's too many bodies in front of him. And again, a yeah. learning curve where, He's really, really, really good. But uh, again, I think this is a golf course where he's going to need to play it two or three more times before he becomes a guy that you're really trusting and rostering. By the way, Matsuyama hasn't had a top 10 since the last time he played a Masters, which I understand was in November. But you need need to see Hideki top 10 in it to to roster him because that means that there's something really working and everything's just good right now. Um, So yeah, no, no, no one. I think, I think I'm, I'm, in this range, I think I'm good at the bottom taking Fitzpatrick. I'm with you. I think I'll throw Cam Smith in there at 8,200 and I'll save some money and move me on down here 
and, and let me spend it up top, you know, yep. a little bit more there. Um, maybe get a, a JT and a ROM, go really low in the eights and then fill me in down here in the low sevens and into the sixes. No filling in from the eights. I'm filling in from the sevens. Let's go sevens. Come on. All right. Well, we got to go head to head first. All right. So All right. did you take Sanjay? Well, no, I'm not taking Sanjay. It is I my I'll give you brain and my you heart can't handle it anymore. Sanjay M do you want Fitzpatrick uh, is, back? is not on there. Um, I'll, I'll go Berger. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. take Daniel Berger, 85. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not saying I'm going to play him. Sure. But I just think that from a class, from the best player in the group value, I'll go with Daniel Berger. I think he's the best version of himself right now coming in. I expect a top, at least a top 20 from Berger. At By least. Way, if, you, if you're, uh, I mean, I love my guys at Data Golf. Shout out to the boys up north who put together a great site. And I'm using their site right now to track my, um, track all these values. He's the best value in the 8,000 range, according to those yeah. guys. And it's not even close. So yeah. Berger is, uh, that's a valid pick. Yeah, I, I think he's, I like that. And I, lo- I love I love Fitzpatrick too. I, I really do. He's, you know, real quick on Fitzpatrick. I mean, you want to talk about form coming in. This guy, and, and he loves Bermuda Greeds, by the way. I mean, it's by far his best surface to pot on. Ninth at the players, 10th at API, 11th at WGC, 5th at Gen- – I mean, geez. This guy's – he's on a heater right now with this putt. Sunday scoring average, though, man. Sunday scoring average, yep. That's the problem. And can you get Kinda enough in the approach game? Can yeah. you get enough in the approach game? And he's not very deep, too. And I, if it's firm, it won't really matter. But again, like, he's an iron or two behind some of the guys that we've already talked about, you know, on this yeah. show. So, again, like him hitting – a six iron, you know, compared to an eight iron for a couple of the other guys up above him, those that can start to add up a little bit. I'm not saying he's short, but right. he's you know, he's not elite level in terms of of that yet. Yeah, he's not going to ball strike you to death, right? No, no, he, he's not going to do that. All right, let's go to the seven Ks because we got a lot of guys here that we need to um, take a little peek at. Uh, I did a little thing here, all right, using FantasyNational.com. Uh, I took the last 24 rounds at Augusta in the seven K range. And then I did the last 24 rounds just in general on tour, did two lines here. Okay. Okay. So the last 24 on Augusta, who's played well in the seven Ks at Augusta, comparatively speaking, the top in this group is Justin Rose. uh, Who's had a nice run here as of late T 23 cut T 12 second T 10. He's number one, Jason days. Number two Uh, Rose is at 7,200 days at 75 Louie. No surprise. Who stays in at 75 Paul Casey? No surprise. By the way, by the, those first three you mentioned, we don't even know if they'll make it to the T on Thursday, which is what makes this <laughs> exercise so funny. Like, healthy, but is Louis back going to go out? Is Jason Day going to slip in the shower? Like, I mean, it's like, man, roster him, but you never know if they're going to make it to the T. And then there's Abraham Answer. Last year played T13. Yeah. Now, limited sample size, different golf course. But of those five, Rose, Day, Uwe, Case, and Answer, they all play. Any, any, you're like, yeah, get sign me up. Paul Casey's the number one guy in that one because he's number one strokes gain T to green of everybody in the field last three months. Paul Casey yeah. plus two point whatever off the tee and um, on approach, he's been awesome. Um, you know, he's won, he's won this year, not on the PGA Tour. Uh, again, it kind of fits the veteran mindset. We see older guys do well here outside of, you know, the Jordan Spieth kind of runs that we get experience really matters at Augusta where to hit it. So from a flushing of the golf ball standpoint, it Paul Casey out of those guys in your list. Sergio has been underrated in terms of how he's striking. And he was at the very top of this list. And you know what value play in this one, we look at a lot of veterans and stuff. I think the best value out of this group might be Joaquin Neiman at 7,400. Like playing absolutely brilliant golf 
this year. Um, and again, a youngster, but kind of fearless and has some of those has some of those traits, those spectacular sort of traits to where I'm going to trust him more than I'm going to trust Rose and De- you know Jason Day. Like we know that it, yep. it's never going to be right again. I mean, you know, God bless him. He's trying to do everything he can just to be able to swing a golf club. And so I, I do. I think a lot of these guys that are kind of beat down and a little bit broken, um, give me the one, the young whippersnapper who's shown me a lot so far this year in in Joaquin. Yeah, he was second at Sony. Um, could have won Zalatoris. there. Like we have to start giving the kid a lot of. Pro- I mean, he just gets it done all the time. And I understand it's different to show up to the Masters and get it done. But what does he get it done with, Travis? He gets it done with irons. Like oh, yeah. he's a fearless iron player, and he's long. And there's a learning curve that I that goes with it here, but. I don't know. There's almost a part of me that wants to just take the training wheels off and go <laughs> full wheels Alatoris too this week. Well, on the other side, so I gave you last 24 at Augusta. So strokes gain last 24 rounds coming in, um, in this group in the 7,000 Paul Casey's number one yep. at 7,700. So obviously Paul Casey in this group at 77 is, is someone to look at. And he's going to be played a lot. Of course, Max yep. Homa 7,100. He's, really turned things around since working with Mark Blackburn uh, has his ball striking is like, he's like a completely different person now and hitting the golf ball. Uh, He missed the cut last year in his first go. Neiman is three to your point, playing great golf, 7,400. He missed the cut uh, in his first go here. And then Zalatoris is four at 7,300 to your point. And then there's Louie at five. There's Louie just kind of like hangs out. Louie, you know, Louie does just hang T 39, T 29, T 12. That's his last three. Uh, so if you're looking for, if, if a, if a T25 interests you, then I think Louie's probably your guy. If you want a little higher ceiling, uh, perhaps in that group, I think Neiman, I think Neiman, uh, is, is that guy is about 74. I do like that. I do like where Day's going, um, with his swing. I think Day's becoming a better driver of the golf ball. Uh, his approach game can still be a little bit spotty. You know, you look at him, um, you look at him at the players, for example, he was, he, he finished 35th at the players and lost seven and a half strokes on the green. I mean, goodness. What gracious. happened? He was, he had the best putting season ever. I, mean, I was like, ever. I was like looking at that. Like, wait, what? I just kept refreshing. Like that can't be right. Yeah. His That's how good bad. he hit it though. His That's really how good bad. he hit it. I know it's so, crazy. It, it's kind of reversal. I mean, he was a great, I, mean, I know he was number one in the world. He was great at everything. And the putter was, was epic, but now I don't know. I, I tell I you. Know. I'm telling you, don't sleep on day. I think he's moving the right way. Ball striking his putter. I'm not worried about his putter. I'm not worried about his putter. Yep. I do like okay. Neiman. Um, I do think there's something there to be said. He's getting respect. Neiman in uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is uh, 55 to one uh, right now. Day is 55 to one uh, to win the Masters. I don't like either one of them to win the Masters, but to get up there with that ceiling, sure. perhaps a top 10 from this range. I like those two. Let's move it down a little bit more here. I'll give you three uh, former champions in this group. Okay. okay. You got to pick one. Sergio's at 79. Yep. Bubba's at 78. Adam oh. Scott at 76. Sergio. Okay. Sergio is not getting credit for how well he's playing and he's putting and he's not that great of a putter still. I mean, he's, he is, his ball striking numbers. If it weren't for what Bryson's done over the last year and a half, we'd be talking about what Sergio Garcia is doing the golf ball off the tee. Yeah. He's like ridiculously longer. He moves it both ways. He, he, he knows this golf course. He's a veteran. There's zero necessarily expectations. Um, I, I I honestly can convince myself that Sergio Garcia could win a second Masters this week. Wow. I, I can convince myself of that. Again, well, let me let me give you some odds here, there, Mister Will Haskett, DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, Sergio sixty to one. 
It's not bad. I mean, and, hey, remember who was your guy that told you at the players to check out the 70 to one guys? And it was Sergio, yep. Corey Connors, Adam Scott, like all guys that were in the mix, something that week. Like again, yep. this week it's that 60 to 71 tier. Like I feel like we could get a flyer out of there. Is it going to happen? No, yeah. but it's way easier to say like, I'll sprinkle a few dollars around these guys sure. at 60 to 70 to one yeah. than me trying to like pick five guys in the 10 to 15 to one range, you know? You're, 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 um, I you want me to, you want me to pot that in really now? You want the insights <laughs> of Patrick Cantlay fan favorite over here? The, uh, no, Gusta might, or the masters might have an issue with that. Okay. Um, let me give you these names. Let's play a little game here called yes, no, or maybe a little rapid sure. fire. All right. <laughs> Harris English, 7,300. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm a no too. And he God, here's the weird just, thing was here's the weird thing was Travis he was fitting like all of my stuff because he's worked up to being a top twenty four golfer in the world and I think because of where how he was hitting it early in the year I think he still qualifies tee to green but something happened there and it's like man I feel like this tournament has now come like a month or two late because wasn't he one of the guys that wasn't qualified in November because he hadn't won but he was had risen up to top whatever in the world like Berger mm-hmm. was on that same list yes. right yeah and so I, I feel like Harris was in that department too. And it was like, oh man, this would be a great tournament for him. And then he wins at Century, and it's like, here we go! Like, yeah. not only the rankings are going to do, but the win gets him in. And then, like, the hangover from that was kind of an epic, quick little fall. And he's trying to get it back, but I, I don't know. It's like I was. I mean, Harris English made me some coin all of 2020, mm-hmm. and now it's like, eh, I don't, he hasn't it's played not what it was. Hasn't but, played the Masters since 2016. Yeah. So sorry, that wasn't rapid fire. No. Yeah. Billy Horschel, seventy two hundred. No. I'm going yes. I could play Billy. I think not a good, not a good course fit, and I, I think his numbers are skewed a little bit because he won a match play tournament. And so he, he he's well, no. Wait a minute. T thirty eight, T seventeen. He's been here. So I mean, he hasn't like been a dog, and he's playing good. Billy, I think I think Billy's oh, playing totally good. fast. Fast Bermuda greens. I think the faster the better for Billy. I really do. I think speed it up. And I think I think Billy fits. I could I could go at seventy two. I'm not saying I'm will, but I could be convinced at seventy two. Billy could get in the top twenty. Francisco Molinari, career, 7, oh, sorry, career strokes gain total. Billy Ho at Augusta National is plus point zero two. He's a half a shot worse than his baseline at Augusta than yeah. he is everywhere else. Uh, Francesco's an interesting one. Didn't we see glimpses of him at the beginning of the year? I'm still going to yeah. say no. I'll at say the no. beginning. Now, 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 what happened? No. What about your boy Victor Perez? We saw him at the batch play. He's at seven thousand. Yeah, boy. Um, no, no, can't do it. I, I no. like too many people in the sixes. I do. Yeah, no. You know, Shane Lowry, seven thousand. No. Matt Wolf, seventy-one hundred. No. Man, that's. I haven't think said about, yes to anybody yet. This is so bad. Think about uh, what you just said there, Matthew Wolf, seventy-one hundred. You said no. no. What's going on there? Well, I mean, he, he at least looked, you know, like he, he, he looked like he was a professional golfer at the match play. He, he at least, did. you know, competed. Um, I, I, do, I worry. Like, I think that he is going to have so many spectacular moments in his career, but it, we, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And this is a golf course where all of a sudden he gets one up there and he spins it a little bit too much. And whew, like, yep. you know, it goes somewhere. And then next thing you know, he's in the wrong spot. And you're looking at a, a six or a seven. Yeah, I just, I don't think it's tight enough. 
um, to be a factor on this golf course. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's bumpy. And I, and I like too many people in the sixes, which let's, let's, uh, Go. let's do our head to head here real quick on the 7,000. Let me pull that back up here. So I'll it. give you my guy. I'll give you day. I'll give you Jason day. Oh, geez. versus who? Um, man, you got to go Neiman after you just pumped us up or I Sergio. I did, I did, or Sergio, but it's like Paul Casey's just staring. I feel like Paul Casey, it's, it's like, I feel like you're going to pick Jason day. He's going to finish like T 17 and I'll pick <laughs> Paul Casey and he'll finish T 14 and I'll have bragging rights while Neiman finishes like fifth and Sergio exactly. finishes third. You know, like, yeah. I know it's a safe play. I, I feel like Paul Casey head to head. If there was like a good head to head matchup bet out there that I feel like that's an easy cash money for me of Paul Casey head to head with Jason day. So just, because I want to beat you, not necessarily because it's the best pick. I'll take Paul Casey over Jason okay. Day. That's a safe bet. All right. I went yeah, safe. I'm sorry. Um, people listening, no. look, yeah, I think that up. you paid I think up Neiman and Garcia safe. are there, but I'm going safety just so I can beat Travis. All right. All right. So now we get down to the 6,000s, and this is where you know, we probably, you know, we've had a few guys that we like there in, in the sevens, in the low sevens, which we're going to need. We're probably going to need a guy here in the sixes too, or maybe two, depending upon how it, yes. it plays out. So here's what we're going to do. In the sixes, I've got three guys. You got three guys. I'm going to let you go first. You give me a name, and then I'll give you a name, and then you give me a name, and then I'll give it. You get it, right? So we're going to go. We're going to try to give the audience here six people that we like. In the 6,000s, you go first. Uh, Corey Connors at 6,900. Checks all the ball striking boxes. Run of form is really good for him coming in here. Again, anybody sub 7,000, we're looking to get a cut and a top 20 out of him from a DFS standpoint. I think Corey Connors is a prime candidate to be able to do that. I mean, again, the putter's his problem. I have no issues whatsoever in his ball striking, and now he has experience at this golf course. He's seen it a couple of times. So Corey Connors is one of them. Well, let me give you one. Let me go. give you one now. All right. So I go. so I agree. Connors is is fabulous. I thought showed some maturity. You know, defending last week at the Valero, yep. um, kind of got off to a sluggish start and then picked it up late. Uh, Corey Connors, all of a sudden, folks, is figuring out how to putt. All of a sudden, he and viable if, at players. I mean, it was close yep. there. If he can putt, this dude can strike it. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I love Corey Connors. I'll give you Kucher. You know, really? I, I've, been, I'll play, I've been playing the Kucher train. I played it again last week. Worked out great for me. 6,800. He hasn't been terrible here. Missed the cut no. last week. He missed the cut last time, but he's he missed the cut there everywhere he played for about 10 months. But you look at him. Hey, he's T12, T28, T4, T24. Speed it up. Sure. For my boy, Cooch. Um, he's finding form. And I, I think it's a top 20. I, I, he's been in the top 20 here before a couple times. Yep. And I think he's really starting to play. He looks like Matt Kuchar again to me. Like he's hitting quality golf shot after quality golf shot, plodding okay. along, let his putter go to work. Good wedge on a par five. Now I'm two under. Now I'm three under. You know, it's like he's not going to eagle you to death. He's not yep. going to be flashy. Yep. But for a top 20, I think Kuchar's fine in form. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you at 68. All right. Let me ask you a question. You're setting your DFS lineup. You want to put guys in there that are in the 6,000 range. What is the number one thing you want out of those guys? We're going to make the cut. 14 out of 15 cuts made, $6,800, Ian Poulter. Yep. Yeah. I, it's like you're looking at my damn list for crying out loud. Ian Poulter. You see that? He's like the Lee Westwood, huh? too. It's like how many tiers, <clears throat> masters pools have I done okay in because I've got – the two English guys who are somehow hanging in in top 50 in the world know this golf course like the back of their hand. And obviously Poulter can gut it out and roll his rock. And I think the firmness actually helps him. You know, I think it's one of those guys where, you know, he doesn't have to bomb it as, as much as he needs to. He probably had to feel like he did last year. And he still finished T25 in November. 
So yeah, yeah Poulter, 14 out of 15 cuts made. That streak's not going to stop this week, I don't think. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I do. I like Ian Poulter as well. That Sandy I, Lyle, six thousand dollars. No, <laughs> no, we're not going Sandy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'll go. I'm going to give you some stability here. Lanto Griffin, sixty four hundred. It's really That's easy good. to. It's sure. really easy to overlook Lanto. You know, I mean, gosh, he won the Houston Open. I think Lanto just has steadily improved his game. I think he's a very solid player. Um, I think he'll make the cut. He makes most cuts he plays in. Last missed cut, he was back in. Early January. January at the yeah. Amex didn't play good at the masters in his first go, but that's understandable. I think second time around, I like the firmer conditions for him. I agree. Um, I think it's good value. Stability off the tee, solid iron player. I think his short game's improving. And you know what the, you know what the thing is about Lanto? You Get look at the stats when this dude gets it going with the putter, he will rock you for four days. Like yep. he can fill it up. It's nothing to see plus six, seven strokes gain putting when he starts to get it going. So I'll give you Lanto at 64. 6,100. You ready for this, Paul? Stuart okay. Sink. Yeah. 6,100. Okay. That is, I'm sorry. That's just, that's just rude. <laughs> that's just rude. Now, again, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm looking at it, but if you are just enamored at the top of your lineup, and here's a guy like the great story, he wins to get back into this field, gets to return to Augusta, um, you know, sun on the bag, like all of these things. Cause remember he didn't, his win came before the masters in the fall, but then because of how we were, we froze the field from April. So all of this stuff for the sink family being able to return and this great story and getting back into the winter circle and now having his son full-time on the bag. Uh, look, he made the cut at Houston. It wasn't really pretty before that. Yeah. Right? And so it hasn't yep. been very good since that win, but he hasn't played in the Masters since he got cut in 2019. And before that, he had to go back to 2014. And when he did this heyday, he was pretty good. Like a couple of yeah. top tens in the 2000s. I don't know. It's just, there's always going to be that sentimental guy who makes the cut down the list. And so while I could have given you a number of other guys in the upper 6,000s that, you know, I mean, you could take a flyer on Carlos Ortiz at 6,500 or Ryan Palmer at 6,500, or I like you, I like Lanto at 64, like you just said, or even, you know, Matt Wallace's T to green numbers well, were awesome last week and he's 6,400. So again, I can make a lot of cases here, but if we're going to go bargain basement shopping for my yeah. third guy in the 6,000s, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just rude that Stewart sinks at, you know, 6,100 for a guy that's a major champion and won within the last seven months or whatever it's been. Yeah. Well, allow me to throw my third in at Matt Wallace. I'll, I'll take him. You know, I think, um, you know, I think Wallace had a, had a big win there. Um, I think the match play was a big moment for him and then rolling into Valero, Kept the play going. Uh, the, the approach game was off the chart. He hit yep. the ball beautifully, drove it beautifully. Um, if he putts, you know, Matt, Matthew Wallace probably wins that tournament. Perhaps he, he'll be right there late with speed. Um, but uh, that was a great, I think we, we, we've seen a, we've seen a couple good weeks out of Wallace here. You know, I think he's, he's oh. finding his game. His confidence has to be as high as it's been all year right now uh, heading into Augusta. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go Matthew Wallace at 6,400. To round it out, I think we just about touched everybody in the field. I'm going to pass, like you said, on Sandy Lyle. Mike Weir, uh, get any interest out of you? Woozy. 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 You know what? We, Weir's found himself. I haven't read the article. I think was yep. it in Golf Digest this week or somebody had it online and it was, you know, Weir finding himself at 50 and you know, he's had a really good uh, PGA Tour Champions debut. And mm-hmm. um, couple good so I, I wouldn't sleep on that. I mean, as a chance to make the cut, it's, it's too big of a golf course for him. Yep. I mean, we know. Um, 
we know that. So it's, you know, but hey, look, if Langer could do it last year, and again, I think the soft conditions enabled something like that to happen, but we're always going to get something. We're going to get, we're going to get boom, boom, or we're going to get Lyle, or we're going to get somebody making a run on Thursday or Friday. It's going to be great. Well, Sandy Lyle will be two under through six, like he always does. Larry Mize could chip in on 11. Larry Mize. He made the cut last, last time. I know. Yeah. So, well, it's here, buddy. Um, I think we just about touched them all. 90 people in the field, 85th playing of the Masters. Hopefully we gave you some advice. Sit down, fill out multiple lineups. uh, Diversify your portfolio. Diversify your portfolio. And then don't forget, if you want to play a win ticket, then head over to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. And, well, you can do that as well. As uh, It's going to be fun, man. It looks like the weather's going to be warm, uh, chance of rain. Uh, but you know, with that sub air condition, this golf course is going to play fast and furious and I can't wait to watch it. Will, thanks for joining me here on the matchup, buddy. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket and DraftKings America's top rated sports book app is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green this week. DraftKings is giving you 100 to one odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament. If they finish in the top 10, you cash $100, 100 to 1 odds on any offer like this. Doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code travis when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's masters tournament that's code travis to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook 